Thank you so much for tuning in to this message from New Life Church. Stay tuned because what you'll hear this morning is guaranteed to help you know Jesus better. Um, what we've been doing this past month is we've been looking at this idea of light and, and the idea really that, that God is light. Then the Gospel of John, talking of God, it says that he is light and in him there is no darkness at all. And, and, and then as Jesus came into the world, he came as light. And as you think about the idea of light, I just started thinking about it even more and how, how light, the idea, the concept of light, that there is this element that comes with it that makes us feel protected. Like, I bet there's some kids in the room, right, and you do some, maybe, maybe it's, it's your closet light and you leave that on. I know that when I was a kid, one of the things I would do is I would leave the TV on mute in my room and that was how I would go to sleep because there's something about the light being on that made me feel protected. Which is kind of funny if you think about it because the darkness is nothing. And, if, and really, what does light do? But it gives us this sense of feeling protected. Even adults do something with light. And what adults will do is when they go on vacation, they will, they'll pick a couple lights or lamps strategically in their house and they'll turn them on in hopes of deterring bad guys from coming in and breaking in, right? They post on the internet, they're gone, but the lamps will be the thing that protect them from the bad guy. But, but there's something about light, right? Like that light has this thing about it that makes us feel safe. That, that, that light has this thing about it that, that makes us feel secure. When the truth is, the light in no setting is just light. But God, as he comes into this world, he comes as light. And in coming, he protects us from what we really need to be protected from. And so what we're going to do is we're going to look at one of the really popular Christmas stories in Luke's gospel this evening. And as we look at it, I find it very interesting that as God communicates the story of the birth of his son, that he uses light to communicate the story. This is in Luke's gospel. We'll pick up in verse eight. At this point, Jesus has already been born. There are shepherds out in the field. And and this is the message that comes to the shepherds. It says, and in the same region, there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, that he came as light. And they were filled with great fear. You know why they were afraid? Because angels are terrifying. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy. That will be for all the people. For unto you this day, in the city of David, a Savior is born, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was an angel, uh, there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts praising God, saying, Glory to God in the highest. And on earth, peace among those with whom he is pleased. When the angels went away from them and went into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, let us go to Bethlehem and see this thing that had happened, 
which the Lord has made known to us. And they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in the manger. And when they saw it, they made known the saying that had been told them concerning the child. And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds had told them. But Mary treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had seen and heard as it had been told to them. The angel shows up as light and brings them a message that is meant to give them joy. And for the sake of time tonight, really, I just want to zero in on that message. And you see it here in in verses 10 and 11, and this is it. The angel showed around them. They were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you this day in the city of David is born a Savior who is Christ the Lord. I want to give you just three quick reasons this evening why this is a message that brings us joy. That why the birth of Jesus is something that as he comes into the world, he comes to bring us joy. And the first thing is it's good news. That it is, it is good news. What does he say? He says, I come to bring you good news. And, and, and why is it good news? The reason why it's good news is because we are all really, really bad. And really, really bad people need really, really good news. I mean, just think about it. Okay, so we got kids in the room here. Like, and this is a safe place, unless it's not. And this is, <clears throat> I mean, and, okay, so like, isn't it weird, kids? Okay, isn't it weird how your siblings can do things that make you so mad? Like, things that wouldn't, like, make, like, if another person did it to you, you'd be like, oh, what's the big deal? But the second your sibling does it, you would define your house and your attitude as threat level midnight. Like, what is it about that? Like, there's something about it. It's, just, it's like, man, we, we get really mad. Or, or, or think of it this way, just for the adults. Because all the adults get along really well with their siblings. So, <laughs> the, like, for adults, what happens? Okay, so in the moments in your life, when you do something that you shouldn't do, what do you do? Well, you probably do one of two things. One, you probably try to come up with a reason why it wasn't that bad. And then when you can't come up with a reason why it wasn't that bad, what do you do? You hide it. You, you hope that no one finds out this thing that you did. I mean, even just think of this room, okay? Like, Think of how many secrets are in this room of things that we would be horrified if people found out. Merry Christmas. <laughs> like, that's true. But Jesus came into the world. It's good news because we're all really, really bad. I mean, think of what we know about people. Why would anyone come? Why would he come? Because he wants to bring good news. And here's the beauty of the story. It's news. It's happened. It's been done. 
that, that he walked out of heaven to bring us this news that we desperately needed. It's that it doesn't really matter how bad you are. It doesn't really matter the things that you're hiding. It doesn't really matter the things that you would hate for anyone to find out that Jesus Christ came into the world to save you. And in saving you, he came to give you a message of hope so you see good news. The second part that we see here that should bring us joy at Christmas is it's simple, but it's this idea that a child was born. That when you think about the Christmas story that it, and all that was like kind of wrapped up in baby Jesus, it's kind of crazy that God would put all of that in a baby, right? Like, okay, so I just, like one of the things I like to imagine is what it would have been like to hold baby Jesus. This is what, this is what um, Paul says about Jesus in Colossians chapter one. He says this, he says, for by him, all things were created in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities, all things were created through him and for him. Can you imagine like what it would have been like to hold that in your hands? Just think of how vulnerable God had to make himself to come in the form of a baby that could be held. I, I, we had the privilege yesterday of being able to go and meet uh, Chelsea and Ryan, our youth pastors. They had a baby. Actually, Chelsea had the baby. Ryan was there. And, and they, <laughs> this baby was born, little, little baby Jace. And I had the, the privilege of holding this little guy. And okay, he's super adorable. Oh man, you guys are going to love it when they come back and you meet him. But here's what I'll say, like, there's not a lot that kid can do, okay? Like, I was, like, I was talking to him, and I was like, hey, so what is your opinion on, like, Paul? He had nothing to say. He couldn't even talk. I was, like, I was talking to Ryan, and I'm like, so what kind of chores are you going to have this kid do? Either, he's like, he can't even, the, the baby can't even walk. There's nothing that the kid can do. Like, every single thing. And then, and then like, I'm sitting there holding this kid, okay? And, and it's like the first time, I'm like the pastor of the church that their parents go to, and, and I could feel him poop on me. <laughs> like, I was like, what is that? Like, I mean, how rude is that? Like, it, this is a baby. Okay, like, and, and we think about, it, okay, Jesus, he was cute. Like, he was cute. And, he did this, and there's that song where it says, no crying he made. Like, it's not really true, though. Like, he, he was a baby. So, like, he was fully God, a baby. And so he would have had to be incredibly vulnerable and subject himself to things that God wouldn't have to subject himself to. Like he could have come in a different form, but he had to come as a human. He had to come and live the life that none of us could live. <clears throat> that it's such good news that a child was born. There's this guy, he's a church father, his name's Gregory, and he said this. He said, what has not been assumed has not been healed. That he had to become like us so that he could heal us. That he had to become like us so that he could save us. 
that it's great news that a child was born because that child grew up to be a man. And that man lived a life that was perfect in every single way. And the beauty of the life that he lived is that when you put your faith in him, you get credit for the life that he lived and you get to avoid the death that he died. That it's, it's very, very good news that a child was born. And then finally, when you look at the message of the angels, you see that Jesus came to be our savior. That he came to be our savior. What, is, what, is, what do they say about him? They say, for unto you is born this day in the city of David a savior who is Christ the Lord. The question is, what does he save us from? From what do we need saving? And, and the answer is very simple. Darkness. That God came as light to save us from darkness. What kind of darkness? Well, I mean, first of all, he saved you from the darkness that lives inside of you. That everyone in this room, as much as we probably hate to admit it, like we need to be saved. We have a sin issue. There are things in your life, right, that you get wrong. There are times where you know what you should do and you do the opposite. There are times where your emotions get the best of you and there are times you probably do things that you like to hide. That Jesus came because he knew that you would need to be saved. That he wanted to save you from the darkness that lives inside of you. That's why he came. Not only that, but Jesus came to save us from the darkness in the world. And it is no secret, right, that this world is broken and dark. And this side of heaven, there's always going to be darkness in the world. And the beauty of the gospel is that he came to shine his light on it. That there'll always be shadows this side of heaven, but he came to shine light so that someday there would be no more. That he came into this world as a savior. And even when we're not talking about light, like we always like to finish this, this service by lighting candles and singing a song. And the reason why we do that is because it's really pretty. And, and not only is it really pretty, it's a reminder to each of us that Jesus Christ is the light of the world and that his light is strong enough to push the darkness back. And as we sing a song together with these lights in front of us, it is our hope and prayer that you would remember and realize the light that lives inside of you. And that as you go into this world, as you celebrate this season, that you would remember that God became light to push out the darkness. So what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna pray. And as I pray, the people who are gonna light the candles are gonna get in place. I'm just gonna pray really a prayer of blessing and a prayer that, um, that we would remember the light. Would you, would you pray with me this morning, evening? <clears throat> Heavenly Father, we come to you. And God, we're thankful that you are the light of the world. God, we are thankful that your light pushes the darkness back. 
And so God, as we, as we come here this evening, I pray that you would remind us all of the power of your light. God, I pray that you'd remind us all of the power of the perfect life that you lived, the perfect death that you died for us, and God, that you would help us to put our hope in that. God, I think of this Christmas, and I think there's probably nothing more that you would want than for us to, re, to double down on our hope in you, God. And so as we, as we sing this song that is so familiar with the season, I pray that love would well up in our hearts for you and for what you've done. I pray that we would put our hope in the fact that your light will shine and that someday all of the darkness will be driven out by the power and the force of Jesus Christ. God, we thank you for him and we put our hope in him. Thank you for tuning in to this message from New Life Church this morning. If you'd like any more information, you can check us out at nlspringfield.com.